Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is Carter Peterson. And this is Peterson on Pattinson. Where you can get the latest news and reviews of Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. He's our own personal brand of heroin guy. Yeah. He says that in Twilight. Yeah, he does. It's uh, it's a weird thing to say. Yeah, you know. we don't got Ben this week. No, Ben is uh, AWOL. Uh, no, Ben has leave. He's, he shouldn't be here. Yeah. We recorded this morning, uh, fairly early. Yeah. Everyone rolled in nice and early. Yeah. We recorded for two hours. Yeah. And my computer crashed three times. And I don't think I'm going to be able to salvage any of the files. If I can pull any of them off and mix them in, I'll try and do that. But it's not looking good. We had we had some hotness this morning, too. <laughs> there were parts that were so good and the people uh, will never hear them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right now it's a 10th. Tw- nope. It's 1230. Yeah. Monday At- morning, 1230. <laughs> a.m. Yeah, and this release is tonight. Yeah. God. I gotta go to work in the morning. Yeah. So we got like just less than yeah. What? So this is gonna be a quick one. We're gonna talk about our favorite films of the decade. Yep. And we're just gonna save our Twilight commentary talk for next week when we have Ben back and my computer's cool. And yeah. We're gonna do it that way. It's gonna be a quickie. Yeah. We might not be able to go down to Sandals Resort this week either. I don't think we'll do it, but yeah. we can just say maybe, yeah, let's go. Let's just take a quick yeah? trip. Yeah. Okay, we're taking a quick trip down to Sandals Resort. Man, taking that red eye down yeah. to Sandals Resort, we That's gotta great. we gotta get on the plane in like yeah an hour. Yeah. We don't got much time down here, right? So uh, last week we talked about Twilight. Sandal sent a huge email. Yeah, uh, Sandal is our favorite listener. Yep, one of our favorite listeners. One of our favorites. Yeah. they're all you're all our favorites. Yeah, but Sandal takes the time to send thoughts and feedback every week. And this week, I just want to say thanks for sending a huge email, and we will uh, read it next week. Bye, Sandal. Bye, Sandal. Thanks for having us. Ah, great. That wasn't that refreshing. That's a lot (laughs) of travel time for (laughs) 30 minutes. Yeah. Thanks, Sandal. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about our best uh, top 10 films of the decade, the 2010s? Yeah, let's do it. You want to start? You want to hit me with your 10, and then I'll tell you my 10, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. I think I should tell you my number 10, and then you should tell me your number 10. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, My number 10 of the decade is Nocturnal Animals, directed by Tom Ford. Uh, That is a hard-hitting banger of a movie. It's great. It's so good. It it's is. really brutal. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rough to watch and it has one of those openings where you kind of, you know, if you can't sit through the first 30 seconds of that movie, <laughs> right. Yeah, just then you should probably turn it off. Pack it up and pack yeah. it in. Yeah. Uh but it's amazing throughout. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is so good. Yeah. Amy Adams is so good. Yes. Michael Shannon, amazing. Always. Uh, and the ending is great. Nocturnal Animals. I love it. I love that movie. It's really, really good. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. Um, it did not make my top 10, but it is in my honorable mentions. Yeah. I will say that. I also really like Tom Ford as a um, fashion boy. Yeah. Clothing designer. So fashion. yeah, maybe He's, that added some points to the movie for me. I, I like that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to shine through when I talk about my films, even though it didn't make it. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of films in my top 10 that have a similar vibe. So interestingly enough, I feel like I only really have one more of those on my list. And that is totally like my type of movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to know my number 10? Yeah. Tree of life nice by terrence malick yeah uh yeah that's that's got brad pitt yep who i feel like is just aging into his i don't know he is just getting better and better yeah um he he makes a few stops on my top 10 and honorable mention yeah uh kind of between his acting and producing He's all over this decade. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's kind of, I think people discount how good he is because of some of his earlier roles, you know, like his overacting in 13 Monkeys, 12 Monkeys, 12, 13 Monkeys, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he's great. Yeah. I love him. And that movie is beautiful. Uh, we own it on the Criterion. Yep. And I've watched the extended cut. I've watched, I've watched it multiple times. Saw it's it in the theater. So it's, good. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of dad stuff in it. Yeah. You know? Fair bit. It's yeah. kind of rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's kind of aging to where like he can just do what he wants now. Yeah, I feel like he's yeah. I love it. Yeah, exactly. He's making movies that it seems like, you know, in this last... That you would choose? Kind of, yeah. 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 Uh, You know, I I think with the exception of maybe World War Z, he hasn't done a lot of what look like pure kind of money grabs. And he's on the production side? Yeah. Definitely not. Mm -hmm. So, love it. Yep. Keep supporting cool directors, making cool, cool films. Love him. Do it. All right. Are you going to do your nine or should I do mine? Do it. You do yours. All right. My number nine is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, uh, I think it's maybe the best action movie ever made. Maybe. I think it's up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the stunts and cinematography and color palette. Yeah. All of it is so amazing yeah. uh it's just great i love it's it it's got it's got it's a mad max movie and the hero of it is charlie theron yeah you know it's got that thing going on yep. which is kind of cool um yeah it's great by the director of happy feet <laughs> right yeah love it yeah yeah 
Mad Max Fury Road, number nine of the decade. Any of these movies, just go watch them. Yeah, just, if absolutely. You haven't, if you haven't seen them, go watch them. Yep. Uh, my number nine, Killing Them Softly. Nice. Another Brad Pitt banger. Yep. My top ten is just Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not. But, man, this film, it had an F cinema score when it came out. The it best. bombed. It bombed. I think some of that was it was really sold as this uh, kind of a gangster, uh, you know, assassin film. Yeah. And it's just not. It's it's kind of that, but it's very slow burn. And the it's cast like in about it, class struggles. Yeah. More yeah than it is exactly. About like, like that's all and, through the whole thing. It's it's yeah. taking place during. Uh, the housing crisis when Obama just comes in. And so there's constant uh, news in the background where you can hear the economy falling apart mm -hmm. as these people are just fighting for money. And uh, yeah, it's got Scoot McNary, Brad Pitt, Ben Mendelsohn, uh, uh, Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta, Tony Soprano. Yeah. Uh, James Gandolfini. Yeah. RIP, pour one out. R.I.P. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. He's great. It's one of his last roles. Yeah, I think he's is, so good. Is he killing is so good. He's so good in that, that movie. That is honestly <laughs> such a brutal movie to have as one of your last roles. Oh, oh my God. It is really good. He is. He tears it up <sighs> in that movie. And yeah. You, he is very believable yeah. in that role yeah. in, in all the worst kind of ways. Best worst, you know. I I love it. I think everyone should go see it because not many people did, at least at the time. Yeah. So. I'll say it. I think uh, in general, movies that get an F cinema score, I have a higher chance of liking than an A cinema score. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, there's so few, and if you go back and look, a, a ton of them are critical darlings. Yeah, uh, and I think I, standing by the, I think a lot of it is also just the, uh, uh, marketing, yeah. really hurt that film. Yeah. How about your number seven? No eight. My number eight. Yeah, is Midsommar. Oh, that's a good movie. Love it. Uh, it came out this summer, and I've seen it like five six times now yeah in theaters yeah it's amazing Solid um, director's cut in the theater yep you can stay away from the director's cut i'll say it i think i, I think the theatrical cut is better hundred percent yeah i would say the director's cut if you is, just want to see more midsommar go see it but uh, you know first viewing experience go see theatrical do not watch it for the First time you see yep. Midsommar, do not watch the director's cut. Yep. Watch the theatrical. And but I'm judging the theatrical cut, and I think that's one of the best of the decade. Absolutely. It's so good. Absolutely. Uh, front to back fun. It's like a two and a half hour movie and just moves. Yeah. It feels so quick. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of I, a weird genreless movie. I love that. Uh, Florence Pugh yeah. is becoming a star. Yep. And that trailer for Black Widow yeah. looks amazing. 
I am so ready for Florence Pugh action star. I'm ready for that. You know? Uh I like I'm very happy for her, but at the other on the other hand, I'm like, I don't want to see you in Marvel movies. Keep doing crazy weird ass horror and you know, Greta Gerwig movies. Sure. But yes, yes absolutely. I, I'm very happy for her. I have not been stoked for a Marvel movie in a very long time. In a very, very long time. Yep. And I saw it looks like it looks like a female born identity. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, totally. look like a Marvel. If you just scratch the Marvel name off of it, yeah, I guess it has. I mean, it um, looks like you know, Atomic Blonde, Born Identity, totally, uh, totally. They show a fight scene between Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh that looks amazing yeah. in the trailer. Very into it. Yeah, very into it. So yeah, and she's great in Midsommar. Yep, like legitimately amazing in that yeah, movie. So good. Yeah. What's uh, here? Uh, number eight. Mad Max Fury Road. Nice. Uh, yeah. I feel like our lists are probably very similar. So as you move ahead of me, yeah. I'm just going to be like, yes, that's a very good movie. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Because Mad Max, I think we've established, is a very good movie. Yeah. How about your number seven? Uh, my number seven is Harmony Corinne's Spring Breakers. Ooh. I love it. I love it. I love that movie so much. Uh, that is probably another one. I don't think it got an F cinema score, but I feel like people at large hated that movie. <laughs> which are, come on. It's yeah, I I don't really know what people expected, but I remember <laughs> I mean I mean yeah, like I don't know. It I guess it was kind of marketed as some weird like party movie spring break party movie yeah but like this is directed by the dude who did kids yeah you know like i don't know what people wanted come on and i know what i wanted and this is exactly it yeah it is just like it's a quick 90 minutes that is just crazy beautiful james franco playing what's the what's uh, the guy's name playing uh um Damn, what's his name? Riffraff? Riffraff, yeah. Yeah. Playing Riffraff. Just like doing the most outlandish, crazy performance. Yeah. It's got Gucci Mane before he went to jail when he was fat. Yeah. Fat Gucci Mane. Love it. And like I I just rewatched this movie like two days ago, and he's honestly like really good. Gucci Mane? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he only has like, you know, he 15 minutes of screen time or something, but he is like menacing. He is terrifying in that movie. Yeah. He's really good. That dude is terrifying. And the uh, Britney Spears. Oh, my God. Piano song on the beach. Oh, my God. There's it's it's the they're doing that piano song and they're doing their dance and like their bikinis and then those pink neon uh ski masks yeah yeah and then also intercut between that is just like this crazy slow-mo like montage of debauchery and like (laughs) pistol whipping dudes and like crashing weddings it's so good i love it yeah spring breakers is amazing yeah james franco potentially he's got problems he's potentially a problematic guy maybe but that movie is killer yeah is a killer it's great uh that was your number seven yep 
my number seven, here's a new one coming in. Yeah. Phantom Thread. Nice. Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, I think you've said he's your favorite yep. living director. Yeah. Uh, maybe favorite director of all time. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I don't know if a dead one would overtake him. Yeah. I don't Some know. dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> Just That's for some random dead yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, Phantom Thread is potentially Daniel Day-Lewis's last film. Yep. And he's amazing in it. Um, there's uh, the scene when he orders breakfast. And so good. For the hungry boy. The hungry boy. Yeah. And Vicky Kreps. Kreps, yeah. Is really, really great. And I want to see her get more high profile. Yeah, I, I just want to see her much in since more. then. I mean, I guess the movie's only like a year or two old, but yeah, she, uh, I don't know. She's, she was in Hannah, um, the Amazon show or the, no, the, the okay. actual film. Huh. That was um, a while ago. But yeah, yeah, she's not in a ton that I know. Um, and I just, I want more. Yeah. Of her. Uh, I want more Daniel Day Lewis, but I don't think we're getting it. Yeah. Which is a bummer. But for a film to go out on, a film about fashion, yeah. a film about a design house in mm-hmm. London in yep. the 50s, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's also funny because, yeah, it's just a film about a design house in the 50s and kind of a, yeah. A, ego maniacal assholey kind of guy mm-hmm. and just how toxic relationships can be and it's amazing. literally it's amazing literally i get it i get it yeah yeah uh yeah my number seven daniel daniel day lewis and paul thomas anderson yeah that's Banger. a good one i love it that movie is actually not in my top 10 list and i feel kind of bad about it but yeah i don't know yeah. I love it. I love that movie so much. It is in my honorable mentions. Oh, cool. Uh my number six yeah. is Bong Joon Ho's Parasite. Oh, it made your top ten. Yep, it did. I I respect that. Yeah. I think um I don't know if there's a movie I'm gonna take off of the list going forward that might be closest just because and it is pretty high but that's just because I I haven't been able to rewatch it since it came out and it, it came out I think we saw it less than a month ago yep um so who knows exactly how it will age I will say though that um I think walking out of that movie I thought you could trim down the last 10 minutes but the more I sit with it, I think those last 10 minutes are actually very great. Um, yeah. So, I, so I don't know. Maybe it'll only move up in my list with well, rewatches. I, yeah. I, I will say that there is nothing in my top 10 newer than, newer than Phantom Thread. Yeah. There's not. Uh, oh, wow. Midsommar. Midsommar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but, but yeah, like, and one of the reasons for that is just not having the ability to live with the film for a long time. Yeah. It feels really weird for me because I've only seen Parasite once. Yeah. I, I don't feel like I want to put it 
way high on my list because I just, yeah, I've only seen it once. And a lot of these films, like, uh, yeah, a lot of these films I've seen tens of times. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think Parasite just kind of speaks to me and I'm kind of confident that I love it. Yeah. Uh, even though it is newer, um, any movie that can, you know, viscerally shock me and have me writhing in my seat and like, you know, discomfort. And then yeah. like 15 seconds later, I'm just like laughing my ass off. Right. I love that so much. Yeah. And this movie the- really nails that kind of mixing of, you know, emotion. And yeah. Yeah. It definitely has those points where there's just some super visceral violence yeah and then it just turns to funny super fast uh it definitely has that thing going on yeah um it's kind of and it's never like it never feels cheap or you know like it's it's never cheapening the moment it's never taking you out of it it's just like yeah right that makes sense that that would happen and it is funny Uh, yeah i don't know yeah i uh I think it's another one of the class movies. I think between your list and my list, I wonder how many movies we have about, you know, class struggle kind of stuff. A fair bit. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mad Max. What was that? What number was that for you? That was six. My six? Midsommar. Nice. Florence Pugh. She's amazing. Uh, We watched watched, uh, Free Fire. Yep. Uh, fairly recently that uh, did not make either of our lists. No. I don't think. Or probably either of our honorable mentions. I'm just going to guess. But it has from Midsommar uh, what's his name? Christian? Jack Rayner. Jack, Ray- Jack Rayner. Christian is the act, the, the character. character. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Rayner is all up in that movie. Yeah. And he's great. He's so good. He's great. Rockin' nice- his, his real accent in that movie. Yeah. Which is Man, that was so crazy when I saw Midsommar and then started watching interviews with him. Like, yeah, yeah, he's got it. That dude's got a crazy accent. The first thing I had seen with uh, Colin Farrell yeah. was I had seen Minority Report. Yeah. And then I saw an interview with him uh-huh. and I, I was just like, oh, he's just some American guy. Yeah. And his accent is so thick. Yeah. That Scottish brogue thing going on. Woof. So, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be good. You go do a little double feature of Midsommar and Free Fire. Yeah. That's really good. You get some Army Hammer. Love it. You know. Who else is in Free Fire? Trout uh, Copley. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cillian Murphy. Oh, uh, he's dreamy. Yeah. He's got dreamy eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's Vicky, my lovely wife. I think he's pretty high on her list. Yeah. Yeah. What's your number five? My number five is another Korean movie back to back. Wow. It's burning, which you still need to see. I have not seen. We need to watch it the next couple of days because I think it's on streaming somewhere. Okay. Uh, And it is bonkers. (laughs) Very much so in similar ways to Parasite, but this movie is not funny. Yeah. It is just Uh, like, yeah, just hard two and a half hours of you just sitting there and taking in this like brutal world. Okay. And 
it's sort of a maybe murder mystery and it's sort of a weird romance and yeah. it is also very much about class in a way I'm, uh yeah it's it's amazing i mean so all good. those things yep. you just said it is very 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 loosely based on um a uh what's that one southern gothic writer's name not mccarthy uh faulkner oh it is very loosely based on a short story by william faulkner okay uh which i have read actually the okay. short story it's pretty, yeah. pretty quick yeah um it's great the movie's great yeah yeah uh do you see the do you see the faulkner in it kind of yeah. yeah i mean like when i say very loosely based i mean very 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 loosely yeah um but yeah through the themes and kind of that southern gothic vibe this is i don't know it definitely has that weird kind of just i don't know those those korean southern gothic yeah kind of it just like draws on and you just sit in this world that yeah yeah it actually is kind of in the themes and feel of the movie um i am not positive uh an older guy burning it has steven yuan and he is amazing in it okay uh yeah burning directed by cheng dong lee okay who directed movies i have not seen okay but is well we might very well, to- i mean i think pretty well known in like the korean yeah movie scene he's actually only directed six things 95 tomatoes burning 95 tomatoes that's yeah, a lot that is it's a lot of tomatoes you Probably want my number it. five yeah it's kind of like your number five the grand budapest hotel okay. by wes anderson yeah wes anderson is i i like him a lot yeah and i kind of want to live in a wes anderson world yeah uh just just the pastel colors mm-hmm. and weird clothes yeah and i don't know uh people being crazy that's kind of my deal move to france yes exactly we uh we stayed in a hotel in paris yeah that we were going through this last uh year ago we went to paris and we picked the hotel because the pictures of it made it look like a wes anderson film yeah and the keys were actually like skeleton keys in the door with a little tassel yeah. thing on yeah, it. With yeah, with the yeah, like metal keys with like I'm pretty a sure huge... it even had the like backboard with all the keys on it at yeah, the front desk. It did, it did. Yeah. yeah, totally. Behind the gate. Yeah. It was like a pastel pink lobby. Great. Uh I think I think that Grand Budapest is the most Wes Anderson Wes Anderson film. Probably, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really like Tannenbaums. Uh I like Life Aquatic, but yep. I don't think that's his best film i kind of hate darjeeling yeah uh that movie's just not good man i keep i keep seeing people bring up moonrise kingdom and i just don't really remember having strong feelings for that movie at all like i just remember being like "Eh." i've seen moonrise kingdom on more lists than grand budapest hotel which is just shocking to me i just don't understand at all 
um, Budapest Hotel's got like Ray Fines, Adrian Brody, Jude Law, Harvey Keitel, Bill Murray, Ed Norton, uh, Sasha Rowan, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Tilda Swinton. Who else is in that thing? The main kid uh, is so good. Uh, yeah. Zero. What's uh, that guy's name? To- Tony something, right? Isn't he plays he- uh he plays the bully in the new in the Spider-Man movies. R- exactly. He's so good. Exactly. Uh, Flash. Tony, Tony or is his name Revelori? Yeah, yeah. Revelori, I guess. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's really, really good. And uh and it's got oh, come on, duh. It's Will- got Willem. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. I didn't even So good. I forgot about and he's amazing. Him <laughs> him and Adrian Brody just like sulking around all the time <laughs> it might be his best role you know yeah. like next to the lighthouse yeah he's so good in it so good we have not said robert pattinson's name yet none of these it's coming have... it's coming folks we're at number five yeah maybe maybe we maybe he blanked the, our lists maybe maybe what's your four my number four is moonlight okay um, I really need to rewatch it soon because that movie is just great and so pretty. Yep, Mahershala Ali is amazing. Y- yes, amazing. Agreed. Um, the final scene when he gets chicken made for him is just like so sweet and nice. Yep, and I love it so much. Yep, the shots of Mahershala like almost baptizing is he baptizing the kid or i can't remember exactly when they go out swimming uh it's I don't just think so it's just so ma- like yeah. yeah the whole movie is he's just, just he's um, so beautiful it's like he's he's just holding yeah, him and yeah. he's floating yeah um yeah that's yeah that movie's great it's it's great yeah for me i can watch that film and i loved it in the theater and i think I have a hard time watching films like that because they're so good and so emotionally driven. Yeah. That my list is full of a lot of Mad Max and killing them softly. I will say it's in my honorable mentions. Yeah. Cause it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. I just, I, I don't rush out to rewatch movies like that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That was your number four? Four, yep. My number four, Under the Skin. Woo! That's pretty high up there. Number four. I do love that movie. It's that kind of weird sci-fi where it's science fiction, but it's not, or it's just like so, you know, it's not Star Wars. It is like kind of intellectual doesn't sound like a good way to describe it yeah you know like uh annihilation i think didn't make my list i liked it but you know it's not a top 10 under the skin is amazing yeah and i think one of the things it's maybe scarlett johansson's best role i think she's great in it yeah and the reason is because she plays an alien so convincingly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that 
I it's think, like Arnold playing the Terminator. Exactly. Like, yeah. I just or, feel uh, like no, the T one thousand playing the Terminator. That good dude. Oh, uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah, it's like yeah. Robert Patrick playing a yeah. you know robot. Yeah, I don't know. Scarlett Johansson has a lot of times, and and apparently she's amazing in Marriage Story, which I haven't seen yet. Yeah. But uh, what, because it's not the kind of movie I want to go out yeah. and jump out and watch. But yeah. uh, but yeah, she's very flat. And her delivery is just, you know, completely monotone. Um, and she doesn't really look like Scarlett Johansson no. in it. And a ton of the way they filmed it is crazy where they set up cameras. It's bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> they set up cameras inside a van and they had Scarlett Johansson drive around these little towns in Scotland and pick dudes up off the street so that she would pull up on the curb and just like wave guys over and just, Hey, I'm trying to get to, you know, and because the, the alien in the film is like abducting men, but they actually, it's, it's one of the most disturbing things ever. Cause like, because they're real people, they're real people. And everything about the encounter is just, yeah, it's so terrifying and unnerving from yeah. start to finish that like, yeah, I don't I feel like I mean, not to get all like in these people heads or anything, but like the risk reward there is so out of whack of oh, what's for, like for getting in the car. You yeah, mean? I don't know. I don't like, maybe I, I'm interpreting it wrong, but like I don't her performance is terrifying to me. Oh, uh, I, I think it's only that way because, you know. Maybe, you know, like if you were actually if someone was just like, oh, I need to, you know, get there. Could you <sighs> could you point me to the the thing? Could you, you know, come that's, with? That's and not like, really what she's doing, though. She's like asking them to get in the car and like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, what I mean. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going, you know, oh, it's across town. I can help you. You know, it's yeah. kind of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm with you. Like, I don't think I'm getting in the car with anyone. Yeah. You know, if that, if some person pulls over and asks you to get in their car, yeah. you just say no. Yeah. <laughs> that's, but yeah, that's, under, so, the, the, so the filming of it is really weird. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's just got these Scottish Highlands shots, yeah. like on the beach and stuff. Oh my God. The, the scene with the baby on the beach there's there's so much to this movie that's just amazing yeah uh and i feel like uh what's a stranger things they Mm -hmm. totally ripped off under the skin the under underneath the underdark yeah like the way that underdark whatever (laughs) oh that's D &D. (laughs) Um, dnd upside down the upside down yeah uh that is just it's visually they yeah. just pulled it from under the skin yeah that is not yeah that that is i i'm fairly certain you can google under the skin stranger things and yeah. find a lot of people making that comparison yeah uh it's really good yeah that really movie is good. great i need to rewatch it what's your number 3 my number 3 uh has already come up it's the tree of life Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really high. Yeah. Uh I I was debating putting it at number 1. That 
I would I would listen to that argument yeah. any day. I mean, any day. I think it's. I mean, I know you disagree on this, but for me, I think it's my favorite Terrence Malick movie. I think it is the ultimate Terrence Malick movie. In a way, yeah. I mean, I love Badlands. Yeah, is which is like the least Terrence Malick movie, right? Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think, oh, if you, if you put those two movies in, I've definitely watched Tree of Life more than I've watched, yeah. uh, Badlands. Yeah. Um, the new, the new Malick, uh, he's got something coming out this year, right? Yeah. The, the German one, it takes place in World War II about people living in, uh, like, mountainous german towns resisting the nazis a hidden life yep hidden looks life. it's apparently, supposed to be apparent, back to yeah, form exactly like because he He's, tree of life was the beginning of his hot streak of his hot streak yeah. of just banging films out yeah that no one really seemed to, they didn't and resonate. i mean tree of life was after a 30 year break in making movies something uh, like that 20 30, long, long, yeah, he long time yeah um yeah, it's just like I don't know. That dude has a way of like conveying so much in so little. It's it's weird because it's the film that that I think um is has the emotional impact of like Moonlight. Yeah. It kind of has a similar yeah. sort of yeah. except it's so layered with the visuals and it's so like the emotional stuff yeah. is drawn out and then you just randomly show scenes of like dinosaurs and shit yeah. so, like, and the big bang right yeah you know so when you do that stuff it sort of it it adds a little something where it, it gives some breathing room yeah to the emotional impact of terrible people like brad pitt doing terrible things yeah and, yeah pretty good yeah, that movie is amazing. My number three. Almost my number one. Great. Bang. Great. Bang. Uh, my number three, Robert Pattinson's Good Time. Bam. Nice. Bam. Which, hmm, that makes me think it might be coming on your list. I don't know. I don't want to spoil your list. But yeah, Good Time. We've talked about it at length on this year podcast. Good Time is why we have a podcast about Robert Pattinson. It's true. Yeah. Good time is the movie that this I This is watched. why you got to listen to our beautiful <laughs> silky voices. Sultry, silky, silky and sultry. Yeah. Yeah. Dulcet tones every week. Oh my god. You're so lucky. Uh yeah. Uh you know, you can go back and listen to us talk about this movie for several hours. Yeah. But um it's it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing that that bums me out about my top 10 of the 2010s is that uh uncut gems comes out after yeah. you know like at the we very won't be end able of the to year. see it for another 2 weeks yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. Cuz that's probably the Safty brothers might be better. I it, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's better than good time. Oh, that seems that seems virtually impossible. Yeah, it seems virtually impossible. I don't know. Maybe not. I I guess the 
there might not be that emotional core with Benny. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe I like yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh Rob is amazing. Uh the stories about the film like him writing the letters and then the letters actually making it into dialogue in the film. It's it's just amazing. Yep. You've anyone listening to this has seen it. So good for you. Yeah. You agree. It's at least number three in the best films of the yeah. decade. At least. Yep. There's a case for this to be my number one. Yeah. But it's not. Yep. What's your number two? My number two is Robert Pattinson's Good Time. Woo! Yep. Wow. I mean, come on. What else can I say? I don't. You've he, heard so much of it on this podcast. Right. Uh, shout out to Iggy Pop. Shout out to Iggy Pop and that video they did. That and CGI Iggy. That goddamn song at the end of that movie is so good. Yeah. Lost in the Damned or uh not yeah. Lost in the Damned. Uh whatever. Yeah. The Iggy Pop song. Yeah. When Pure they, in the Damned. When, Pure in the Damned. When uh I love it. When he's crossing the room. Yeah. You know, doing the kind of trust fall of yeah. you know. And one oh tricks point never shout out. Shout for the out. score shout out it's amazing yeah it's amazing yeah um yeah and the fact that necro is actually also a writer yeah that little thing blew me away Didn't know that, that. Little, yeah that was a that was a ben uh factoid ben banger ben banger is what we call that yeah what's your number two my number two is paul thomas anderson's the master I just rewatched it today. Whoa. <laughs> I'm jealous. Vicky has never seen it. Vicky's never. Did you watch it? Yeah. And she fell asleep again. <laughs> it's so good. It is so good. Uh, it, it just makes me so sad about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. It just. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. It just bums me out because that guy is so good in just about everything he did. And you watch the master and the the end when he's singing. Uh it's it's amazing. There's uh also in oh, it's in actually in Magnolia. He's in that as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess Paul Thomas punch Anderson. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson He's just so knows. good in Punch Drunk Love. With? Adam Sandler. Who's in? Uncut Gems. Directed by? The Safdie Brothers. Who also directed? Good Time. Which stars? Robert Pattinson. This is a great Robert Pattinson podcast. Yeah. That's the deal. Yeah. That's the deal right there. Yeah, if you haven't seen Punch Drunk Love, if you haven't seen The Master, if you haven't seen Phantom Thread, Inherent Vice, Boogie Nights, Boogie Night, come Magnolia. on, Magnolia, there will be blood. Oh my god! With Paul Dano, who is the Riddler in Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. Bam! This is a great yep. Robert Pattinson podcast. We got there. Yeah. What's your number one? My number one is The Master. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. Philip Seymour Paul, Hoffman. Paul Thomas Anderson is the best. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. 
making up his concoctions of like motor oil and yeah i think it's fuel not fu- oil yeah but, yeah you know. yeah fuel yeah. and just like killing that dude on the farm he kills that dude on the farm yes and yes. him and philip seymour hoffman just getting wasted together on on fuel yeah which is super reminiscent of the lighthouse with robert pattinson and willem dafoe yeah who's friends with robert pattinson yeah this is a great robert pattinson podcast yeah a lot like that and uh so much so like that that you would almost think that um robert eggers really likes the master yeah (laughs) as he said i don't know i mean yeah I mean, like when I was watching that movie, that is all I could think of. Yeah, when he's, um, yeah, when they resort not in a bad to, way, not in a bad way. I'm not right. saying that in like a oh, we ripped it off way. Yeah, it's just yeah, it yeah. Is and funny. the master, uh, they're on. It's in World War Two. Yeah, and they're on a boat like the a shot destroyer of walking above the. Well, he goes underneath a uh, torpedo. Uh-huh. It's a torpedo <laughs> yeah. and he unscrews the cap. So this is a torpedo that's got to go like sink a Japanese freighter or something. And he's unscrewing the cap, pouring all the fuel into a can so he can take it out and get fucked up on, you know, <laughs> torpedo fuel. <laughs> it's great. Him yeah. Riding and the there, motorcycle, motorcycle yeah. into the desert. Oh, that that shot is so and he just <laughs> just keeps going Freddy. <laughs> it's so good See you later fucko and the the scene that first scene when they're like on the boat and uh they have like the interview yeah the scientology interview together right and walking just like will not take himself seriously yeah that he it's he ends up taking it seriously yeah yeah uh, yeah, loosely based on Scientology and mm-hmm. L. Ron Hubbard, sort of. And David Miscavige. I guess, you but know. David Miscavige like, is so young. The, kind of. Like yeah, he'd yeah, be, yeah. He'd very be, loosely. You know. Um, yeah. But it's it's really good. Laura Dern's great. Laura Dern is, yeah. She's pretty good. Uh, Academy Award winner, Rami Malek. I know. I I kind of when he came on screen, it's just like, God damn it, this movie's so good. Yeah. I had kind of forgotten that Rami Malik was in yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, he doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, yeah. He does nothing in that movie. Well, I mean, he's in the uh auditing sessions, yeah. you know, where yeah, yeah. he and Phoenix are kind of sitting face to face and yeah. 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 Great. Pig fuck. <laughs> so good i love that movie it's best best movie of the last 10 years yeah and i say that confidently yeah if there is one movie that is not up for debate on my list i think it's that wow like, wow that, yeah that's great if there's a movie that's probably up for debate on my ah, maybe not my number one is blue ruin mm. directed by jeremy saulnier I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Uh, you know, kind of. Macon Blair. Uh-huh. Uh, it's about a guy whose parents are murdered. Yep. And he finds out that the person responsible for murdering them gets out of jail. Yep. 
and he's a little upset by that. And he did not take the death very well. He did not take it well at all. Uh, He ends up homeless, and it's it's a dark movie. It's kind of what I was saying earlier, where I kind of like killing them softly. Yeah, you know, you can make Mad Max comparisons to Blue Ruin, I suppose, like in a weird, you know, kind of like I don't know, you know, Morton Joe and people die. I had a little baby brother. Yeah. And he was perfect in every way. Rictus. Yeah. Rictus Erectus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, if nothing else, I just want more people to watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's the same director who did Green Room, which uh, had our guy Anton Yelchin. Oh, way. That one hurts. Way too early. Everyone should go out and check it out that movie has um, some I- incredibly visceral brutal violence yeah that's a thing that i think jeremy saulnier he uh cashed out his 401k his wife's 401k yeah to fund making the movie yeah so there's no cgi super low budget but He's had guys he's worked with for a very long time who are just masters at practical effects. Yeah. And he does these cuts that are just quick cuts of very graphic violence. The the violence, it's not gratuitous in that the camera lingers on it. It's just violence where the violence happens and it's it's over. But you see it yeah. in a flash, and that flash is more terrifying than, you know, uh, 10 Saw movies and that kind of torture porny thing. Mm-hmm. Can you dig that, Carter? I dig it. What do you think of it being number one? Uh, I think you love that movie. I think I've watched it more than any film on my list. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of these movies a lot of times. Yeah. And I go back to Blue Ruin over and over and over again. So that's kind of why it's my number one. Yeah. No, I get it. So there you go. You wanna you wanna bang out some uh kind of uh honorable mentions? Yeah. Yeah, I got six here. Okay. Uh my first one is her. This okay. movie was actually on my list when we recorded earlier today. Yeah. Um, and then I remembered that burning was a thing and yeah. quickly it got the cut. Yep. Um, but yeah, that movie's great. Joaquin. Yep. And Man. yeah, yeah. Joaquin. Love him. Yeah. Uh, I have Phantom Thread on here. Mm. Um, I think maybe this would have made the cut, but I kind of wanted to keep it, uh, one director per i really didn't want to double up yeah and i'm not sure exactly what spot it would take on this list just because i think i also kept it kind of tried to keep it fairly separate like each movie is its own kind of thing and represents its own field yeah a little bit so i don't know i didn't double up with a pta okay that's fair um Social Network mm. is a movie I really need to re- rewatch, but 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've been seeing this movie. People are have been talking about it yeah. so much lately. That- everyone, every it's on everyone's decade list. Yeah. And I only saw it once. I really like David Fincher. I yeah. think he's a great filmmaker. Uh early on, I I have worked in tech for a while. At yeah. Kind of some like big boy companies. Yeah. And I I think painting Zuckerberg as a genius in that movie yeah. rubbed me the wrong way so bad because he's just a dickhead who made a very successful advertising platform. Yeah. And I really hate that the film paints these guys as like super smart, smartest guys in the room. And they're just privileged dicks. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah. So I it's it's almost the content and not the film. It's it's the real people. Yeah. That makes me kind of like, I never want to watch this movie again. Yeah. Fuck Zuckerberg. Fair. <laughs> uh also on my list, I have the lighthouse. Uh yep. Love it. Yeah. I was torn similarly because I really like the witch as well and yeah. i just go back and forth and i've seen the witch more yeah than lighthouse so for a brief minute i had the witch on my list and not the white lighthouse and some people on twitter got a hold of my you know i letterboxd i put my li- list out and i got a little heat yeah that's i fair. fixed it um and then the two others on my list. Yeah. Uh, well, no, not exactly. Uh, another one on my list is Neon Demon. Yep. Which also I online. think, um, you know, maybe not everyone has the same opinions about uh, Refn on this podcast, but I love him. <laughs> everyone, and, everyone on this podcast today yeah, yeah. has the same opinion. Yeah, that's fair. I love Refn. Yeah. And I think Neon Demon is his best movie. I agree. It is also on my honorable mentions. Yeah. Um, I, I that think movie's that, bonkers. I think that interview with Freakin yeah. is amazing and hilarious. Yeah. And I love it when Freakin, uh, like, like Refn is telling Freakin that Neon Demon is a masterpiece. No, it's even better. Is, he says that only God forgives is a oh, masterpiece. Right. It's only God forgives. It, all of them. You yeah. Know, it's a masterpiece. And freaking is like, someone get an ambulance yeah, in yeah, here. Yeah. Quick, He's having a quick. stroke. He's or, having yeah. a stroke. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I mean, he is super arrogant yeah. and kind of a dicky guy. Oh, but totally. How many, but, yeah. how many super famous, like how many auteur directors have been known to be kind of i mean i don't know you don't gotta limit it to film right sure like how many artists ever have just been like that yeah who have yeah i yep i don't know i yeah what else uh my last one this one is kind of a stand-in for the director okay then it is the film oh because i really 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 love this director the Irishman. And I think uh, their decade yeah. has been pretty amazing. Okay. Uh, and that's the favorite. Oh, yeah. Directed by Yorgos, Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think this is probably his best movie. Probably. I think so. I think I have a soft spot for uh the lobster and killing of a sacred deer. I'm I'm team sacred deer. Yeah. Personally. I think the just uh absurdist world <laughs> yeah. that those movies inhabit right. is so kind of new and weird and yeah. Very yeah, well, arty in a way that not many movies really hit, and I just love them. And he, I, I love everything I've seen that director do. It's it's different but similar, I guess, in that uh Refn. Yeah. It's different, but Refn doesn't do exposition. No. He barely does dialogue. Yeah. And the thing that I like about Yorgos is he actually he does dialogue. But he doesn't do exposition and he doesn't explain the world. No. It's just like the lobster. Oh, we're dropping you into a world where if you're not uh, romantically connected with someone in 45 days, you have to turn into an animal. Yep. Like, oh, okay. And they don't explain it. That's it. Yep. Like the the beginning of the movie is him picking what animal he's going to get turned into. And it's a lobster. The favorite? Uh, what's her name? Uh, Emma. Emma Watson. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Watson. Emma Watson is in Harry Potter and The Goblet of Fire, which also oh, has Robert Pattinson. This is a great Robert Pattinson podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But- Emma Stone is great. Um, uh, Olivia. Um, is Olivia, also great. <laughs> Olivia Coleman is great. Amazing. I mean, she won she won the Oscar for it. Turns out that's a good, you know, good can be a good indicator. Not always. Not but always. In this case, yes. I mean, that was uh, th- this Oscar year was a total shit show, and that was like the one thing that that's true. It's like Rami Malik won for fucking Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> and then Olivia <laughs> Coleman. One for the favorite? How do those two things go together at all? I don't know. I don't know. I'll like, I'll take it. I'll take her getting the Oscar. Brian Brian Singer's got dirt on everyone. Yeah. He's just like, you know. I getting, yeah, he does. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Something. I, allegedly. I mean, yeah. Allegedly, Senator. Uh, you want to hear some of mine? Yeah. So I have right at the top two films that didn't make the cut. The Lighthouse and the Rover. Yep. Both of them. Both of them. The Rover. The Rover was the first Pattinson film I had seen. Yeah. And same. And it was it was at good time that that put it over the edge. And I realized, oh, he's actually we need to do a podcast. Yeah. He's an amazing genius. And I want to go f- watch everything he's ever done. Yeah. And everything anyone ever associated with him has ever done, apparently. Yeah. So uh, both of those films, Lighthouse. Lighthouse, I had a hard time because I haven't seen it a ton. Rover, I've seen way more. Uh, let me throw Let me throw a few at you. I also had Neon Demon. Parasite was in my list. Moonlight, Nocturnal Animals, Spring Breakers, all, all in my honorable mentions. Uh, a couple you didn't bring up, Nightcrawler, 
mm-hmm. with Jake Gyllenhaal. Love it. Is I I think I've only seen that movie once. I think I only saw in, it in the theaters. In the theater, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's really really good. Uh, yeah. Hall just you know I don't know that he needed to get super skinny for that role, but for whatever reason he's just super skinny. Yeah, and he plays a kind of ambulance chaser, but the uh, the photographer side yeah. the the filmer so he's uh just goes out and uh to get films, news footage films news footage of car crashes and uh if it bleeds it leads yep. is what they say in that one and it's really good and he's a sociopath he is yeah, I think straight that- up the most like evilly manipulative character yeah. like put to film yeah <laughs> practically he's got crazy bugged out eyes in that movie too yeah it, he just he looks great yeah looks great uh who uh, who is his guy in that it's um it's uh the guy uh from rogue one right yeah rogue one <laughs> like and, the, that's what i thought <laughs> you know sure he is in he is in that reason you're right yeah yep. uh Oh, he's in Venom. He's in the new Venom. Oh, I didn't oh, see cool. that. Oh, cool. I didn't see it either. He was the night of, right? He's in Sisters Brothers. Didn't see it. You should see Sisters Brothers. You should watch that. Yeah, he's in Night of, the HBO show. Yeah. And what else is on my list? I've only got a couple more. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Love it. Tom Cruise, Bill Paxton. Come on. Uh, that movie bombed at the box office. I think also a, uh, just a weird marketing thing. I don't know. Something, something happened. Um, can I throw out an honorable mention before I forget it? Cause I don't have it written down. Yeah. Uh, the John Wick trilogy. Oh, just the whole thing. I mean, if I were to pick one, I think I'd probably say one. Yeah. Yeah. John Wick. Yeah. But we can't talk about it because Ben still hasn't seen John Wick (laughs) three. So, yeah, he hasn't seen John Wick two, right? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're just not allowed to talk about him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. It's Tom Cruise reliving a day over and over and over again. Yep. And it's a sci fi battle. It's like Groundhog's Uh, Day, except a giant alien battle. Exactly. And the way the day ends is he dies. Yeah. The only way for the day to end is for him to die. It's not necessarily a day. Yeah. He could go on for weeks or years. Right. But when he dies, he starts over. He's in a war and he just keeps dying. Yeah. Uh, Emily Blunt is his kind of trainer. Yep. And she's great. Great. You Who else know? is in that movie? Uh, Bill Paxton. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, you know, you said earlier, like, like roles to leave on or whatever. Like, he's so good in this. Yeah. He's really, really good. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. And then my final one, another Brad Pitt, Ad Astra. Uh, got the iTunes like the download of it, so I yeah. I rewatched it a couple days ago. Um, it's really good. It's it's sci-fi Tree of Life. No, it's not that. It's not that, but it is. Uh, 
It is directed by James Gray. Yep. Who directed Lost City of Z. Yep. Starring Robert Pattinson. Who we're doing a podcast about. Yeah. A great Robert Pattinson podcast. So that's our lists. Yeah. Go see any of those movies you haven't seen. Yeah, they're pretty good. I'm rapidly fading. Yeah. It is 1.36 a.m. right now. Yeah. And Carter is literally like falling asleep yeah, on me. Yeah. Uh, I got to get up in uh, like four hours or something. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be really good. You can find us on Twitter. Facebook. Instagram. Gmail. Yeah. Uh, PeteOnPat at gmail.com. PeteOnPat at all those other accounts. Yeah. Uh, get out there and smash those sub butts yep. on like, the iTunes. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Review L- us. Leave a review on it iTunes. It helps us so much. Oh my goodness. Buy some t-shirts. We got them sure. at PeteOnPat. PeteOnPat.com. Yeah, we do. Sorry this is getting recorded so late. Yeah. I think we did a pretty good job of, you know, I, I feel like this is a solid episode for uh, how late notice and all that stuff it was. Next week, we won't have technical difficulties. Hopefully. Thanks. We'll have a legit episode. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.